How does Glass Onion's mystery stack up to the original Knives Out? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to what we're into. That's right. This is the Patreon-exclusive show that Roxy and I do where we talk about all the things that we're into that can't fit in the main show. But here's the here's the kicker. Um, this, this version of what we're into is actually going to go to the main podcast listening audience. So if you like hearing Roxy and I talk about movies like Glass Onion and shows like Atlanta and Andor and stuff like that, you're going to want to go over to patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Uh, I, of course, am your host, DJ Wooldridge. With me, as always, is Roxy. Roxy, yeah. how are you? I am. Uh, how about Swell today? <laughs> we feel good swell about Swell. Good. Swell is good. Swell, I think we should use Swell more. I think I think because good may be too definitive. You want to yeah. save that for when, you know. And fine is too, and fine is too, like, fine is basically bad, you know? (laughs) Yeah, when somebody says fine, it does feel like they're looking for you to ask a follow-up question. And I'm not there, but I'm also not good. So, she's swell. Swell. Listen, (laughs) we're making it through, taking it one day at a time. Uh, That's become my go-to whenever you you see somebody for a while. We saw some people at uh, the the Black uh, Wakanda Forever premiere and they're like oh how are you i'm like i'm doing it um one day at a time we're making it what was amazing about what you just did though was you left out the word panther so you just said the black wakanda Wakanda forever forever and it's just because it's black i was gonna yeah joked about i I bailed i was like black panther Wakanda. it's just wakanda forever uh because that's and that's intentional on their part too because like if you look at the thing it's like black panther wakanda forever yeah yeah it is uh gonna be interesting how that ages because Wakanda Forever is the slogan, for lack of better words, of the first movie. Yes. So, you know, like all the time when people took away from that was Wakanda Forever. But now mm-hmm. that's the name of the second movie. Yes. So and we'll what, see how that lives. And what will be the name of the third? Wakanda and Robin? We'll never know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Find out. Wakanda and Robin. Because Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. I, under, I, was, I, underst- I understood. Yeah. But I feel as if. DJ, do you know that DC and Marvel are not in the same? Do you know? Listen, I'm aware. Did you I'm know? Aware. I didn't know what other joke to make off of a third movie. Uh, so, DJ, there's this one company called Marvel, <laughs> and they are sometimes only- they go by MCU Ooh. in their movies. Got it, got it, got it. I'll I'll brush up on it for the next episode. Um, the Atlanteans in Wakanda <laughs> Forever, unreal, unreal. Saw it again. Have you seen it, the movie again yet? No. And I will, mm-hmm. but probably not in theaters. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, my I'm not a, I don't go twice to the same movie in theaters unless it is like a top 10 ever for me. Oh, interesting. I know for, uh, I, I have to enjoy it a lot or, or it, as in this case, Monica had not seen it. And I was like, you got stuff. Uh, especially since mm-hmm. I keep wanting to talk about it and I can't. So oh, yeah, because we didn't get plus one. We did not. So I I I took her while while I was out of town. Uh, I took her to go uh, see that. Still, when was the good. last time you had gone to a movie in Florida? Um, last time we visited, which was I saw Edgar Wright's uh, last night in Soho. Was that what it was called? Uh, which was fine. It was it, for an Edgar Wright movie. It was okay. 
How does it feel watching something there versus in LA? Is it just like a completely um, different experience? So here's the thing. You also have to put in that most of the movies I see in theaters are now in either either in professional screenings or I'll go to a matinee showing on a Sunday morning. Uh, and so there's it's either not a lot of people or like a lot of professionals. Um, so I'm going to say it sucks. It sucks. But, but here's the other thing. And I say this as somebody who spent more than 20 years in Florida. Florida sucks. Florida blows. I don't like Florida. Uh, uh, and, I, and I'm and i reminded of that every time I go back. I'm like, oh, man, this state blows and they know it and they love it. They love it. Um, but, uh, uh, but it's a lot of people uh, checking their phones and chatting and commenting while the movie's going on. And it's like, guys, the people are mourning Chadwick Boseman's death in this movie. Please shut the fuck up for a second. Um, but, uh, but it was, it was, it that's was, so interesting. Yeah. I feel like it's just such a, do you, this is a, such a dumb comment DJ. And I don't know how you could possibly know this, but do you feel like Florida is so removed from the industry that they are unaware that Chadwick Boseman even died? Um, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know, like general audiences, like if you're talking about non-industry people, no, yeah. I feel like you've got to on some level, right? Like some of the stuff we are just living in, immersed in, uh, they wouldn't pick up on, but I feel like that one is big enough because then you'd go into this movie with some real questions. You'd be like, wait a second. <laughs> Why'd they do that? <laughs> the one thing I will say that's interesting, because I know Ryan Coogler talked about the uh, the original plan for the movie was still about mourning, but it was mourning the loss of time from the snap, the five years. Mm -hmm. um, and something I do like about this version of the movie is that you do not need to have watched Infinity War and Endgame. You could literally watch Black Panther and Black Panther 2 and you are fine. You, the 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 main piece of information that happens between the two is not in any other you know what i mean like the the death mm -hmm. of t'challa is not in any other media uh because it happened in real life uh and so you can go from one to the other and you and they i don't even think they mention endgame um and that which i actually think is productive although i was thinking about it and i was like oh you know what i bet it was because i was thinking about it after the movie i'm like the heart-shaped herbed bit is so it feels so intentional from the previous movie to this movie. And I don't know how it would have mattered if Chadwick Boseman was still around. And I think maybe what it would have been is Shuri, people mad or, or, or hurt that because T'Challa was snapped away, he was dusted, that they can't make, they spent five years without a Black Panther. And so the the maybe one of the core questions was should we do we need a backup just to, just in case because also yeah. the bit where the 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 way they were um for people that haven't watched the movie yet the way they bring back a certain character using the ancestral plane also feels like there's no I can't imagine a version of this movie without that yeah, um, yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm wondering if there's, even the original version had Shuri taking it. And just to allow this to ha just to allow that scene to happen. Um, but anyway, yeah, because you don't think that somebody could take it twice. What they, they get a little loosey goosey with that because she's making yeah, one yeah. to save him, and it's like, but he already had. I don't know how this would help. He's already got it in his system. It's like you can't give right. Captain America more super soldier serum. Like I don't know. Yeah, but you know when we take it out of them so yes. they can fight. Yeah, and then they bring it back. But I don't know you if you would do it again. 
to, you know what I mean? To like double up. And so I do I, know what you mean, but I think that they've played fast and loose enough that potentially, potentially because it, yeah. it's kind of implied in when he's sick. But I, I think what would have happened is maybe T'Challa would have been captured by Namor. And so sure. He takes it to, to go save him. And that's how we, it's so I, I wonder how T'Challa was going to be captured by Namor. And because we also because we do have that bit that ha- it happens with Shuri, you know what I mean, and so maybe yeah, but I feel like Shuri would have been captured by Namor, and T'Challa would have been like I think I think they would have I think this is me entirely speculating that that it would have been we would have built up to basically ending the movie with two Black Panthers with Shuri and T'Challa both being Black Panther. She takes it. And I don't plans. agree. And you want to know something cool about that? We will never know, and it doesn't matter. It, it, both those points are very true. And listen, we have a whole episode talking about Black Panther, although there is more to say. There's a lot going on in that movie. Uh, but this yeah. this what we're into. We're going to be talking about um, a bunch of stuff. Specifically, Roxy got to see Glass Onion, the new Knives Out movie. I have got to see the finale of Andor. We both saw the finale of Atlanta, and I watched uh, the first episode of Mythic Quest, not knowing that there are there are three episodes out, and so I'm still behind. <laughs> um, I've seen the first two. Oh, cool! Because uh, the the and then Roxy, of course, watched a ton of other stuff. We'll see if we can get to that. But before we get into any of that, normally with what we're into, we don't do news. But um, the this news is so of the moment that if we save it for later it'll it'll probably be dated the second we're done recording and i wanted to talk to roxy about what that uh what's going on with twitter uh which really we know what's going on elon musk thought uh, he could do it better and shocker uh he could not <laughs> and and um uh so we're he's basically speed running destroying a company um how long do you think we're gonna have twitter roxy <laughs> I just I just want to give you guys a couple of like it, it the date is Friday November 18th the time is 2:23 p.m. um eastern time. Yeah. This is what Elon tweeted 51 minutes ago. Okay. New Twitter policy. It's freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Negative hate tweets will be max deboosted and demonetized. So no ads or other revenue to Twitter. You won't find the tweet unless you specifically seek it out, which is no different from the rest of the internet. Kathy Griffin, Jordan Peterson, and Babylon B have reinstated. Trump decision not been made yet. So that was the most recent tweet from the purchaser of Twitter, (laughs) Elon Musk. Just the first statement, DJ, New Twitter policy is freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Yeah. Um, I feel as if the whiplash that I have gotten from the amount of times that we have heard in the last week, we have heard this will be the most factually accurate site of any site. Mm -hmm. That's what he has said. Great. We've also heard that freedom of speech for everybody and I'm pretty positive at this point, only 1% of the United States understands what freedom of speech means. <laughs> uh, very, very sure that most people don't understand the concept of freedom of speech. Yeah. Um, but okay. 
Uh, and now we're well, hearing that Roxy, the f- freedom of speech means I'm allowed to say whatever I want and nobody, <laughs> but anybody that doesn't like that can't, they is not allowed to have an opinion on it. Right. <laughs> right. Like you could say anything you want, but we cannot respond to that. Yes. Or it's obstructing your freedom of speech more, is what people seem to believe. More specifically, the lighter my skin tone or the wealthier I am. Then you can say anything, and yeah. then how dare somebody speech respond to you? Yes, yes. Fuck them. Or else you're trying um, to silence me. <laughs> yeah, you've got it, TJ. Okay. That's pretty much accurate. Um, incredible, incredible. The concept is just so lost on so many people, and also that like people think that freedom of speech means that you should be able to take away other people's rights. Just wild. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Incredibly wild. But okay, so. Now we've heard like kind of all the sides of it. Twitter blew. Obviously, people are getting the check marks. Then they weren't getting the check marks. Now the check marks have been taken away. Some of them are gray. Some of them are blue. If you click on the check mark, it tells you how somebody got the check mark. Very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, and additionally, the, of course, there was the hardcore email that went out. Yeah. Uh, the email that has been labeled as hardcore email, uh, where I think 75% of his staff chose three months severance over continuing to work there. Mm -hmm. And then he uh, has asked some of them to return and people have been tweeting that Twitter will no longer exist because there's not going to be enough people to run it. So that's what's happening as of November 18th. I am like really, really having the best time with all of this (laughs) because it's so funny. It's crazy. You saw all the Twitter employees yesterday change the, outside of one of the Twitter buildings at, at with that banner rotating yeah. that said all these funny things about Elon Musk. Uh, I'm having a great time. However, Twitter's actually the only app that I really love. Yeah. I, like of Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, of all of the things. I actually use Twitter for a purpose that is really beneficial to my career and my life. Mm-hmm. Like in a way that I actually don't know that I can get across to some people that Twitter has booked me a ton of work. Mm -hmm. Twitter has been able to get me interviews with people. Twitter has been able to allow me to um, promise to my supporters, this is me. This is how I feel. Twitter has done, Twitter uh, supplies me with news so I can stay up to date and, and figure out how to make the best shows for people. Twitter is actually like my most helpful useful work and and just everything life app yeah so as much fun as i've had this week it's actually really concerning what's happening because this is my livelihood and my life i'm obviously just looking at this in a very selfish perspective for one second yeah but i'm not the only one no you're not and 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 it's like i really don't want twitter to go away I don't know why you would spend $44 billion on something and be okay pissing, lighting it on fire and then like trying to just watch the whole world burn. Um, but it seems like that he is. It seems like he's genuinely okay losing $44 billion. I don't know that it's that so much because I've seen some people that, that make it seem like like he's, he's doing this as a smokescreen to cover something else out. It's like, no, I think we're all underestimating how stupid elon musk is like we've got this we've got this cultural thing where and it's ingrained in a lot of us that the more money you have the better you are at things and that's objectively not true and i and i like to think 
between like Trump and this, we more of us will start realizing that. But I, I feel like that's me being too optimistic. Um, but like, yeah. I feel like it, this is somebody looking at who's who's driven an automatic car their entire life, saw saw a manual like a man like a big rig. And was like, I bet I could drive that, and then ran it straight into a ditch. Like that's you, you, you don't know what you're doing, man. Like you don't know. Uh, you maybe made one or two. You you stumbled ass backward in a couple good decisions. Uh, you came from money. You came from emerald mines of all things in apartheid South Africa. Stumbled ass backwards in a couple good uh, tech bro decisions. The end. You know what I mean? Like and and I think to your point. As I was thinking about this and I was setting up the show, as I look at the apps I have open to do the show that we're doing, 80% of them are Google. Uh, and it, it made me think of this Twitter situation where it's, it's wild that this platform that we all use for our work could be driven in uh, six feet under by one asshole with a lot of money. And it's like, yes. that's concerning. <laughs> that's a bummer for sure. The, the One of the things that is giving me a lot of hope that Twitter will survive though, is that we have to remember, although the face of it and the purchaser is Elon Musk, he clearly didn't shell out $44 billion by himself. The second largest shareholder is um, a Saudi prince. Mm -hmm. And he, Elon Musk does have responsibility. Yeah to people that he cannot just write this off as the biggest tax write-off of all time yeah. and go bankrupt. Like he actually has to find a way to make this work, which is why I think we are seeing him do things like, oh shit, I fired people who I, I need to make this company run. Come back, come back. Yeah. Because he, I, I don't think he's willing to piss the $44 billion away. I think we're looking at it like, oh my God, is that what he seemingly he is? But there's no way because like you, your second biggest investor, the money is being billions of dollars are coming from Saudi Arabia. Like yeah. you can't just be like, actually JK, JK, never mind. In one week, <laughs> I, I lit your money on fire. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. So he's trying to figure it out. He's, he, I wish that he came in slowly. He came in guns a blazing for no reason. Yes. He came in as if there was something wrong, <laughs> like urgently wrong. Yeah. And there wasn't. Yeah. Which was weird. He came in as if he was like this on this white horse, like, oh my God, Twitter's going to close in one week if I don't figure this out. Yeah. But it wasn't. So just like the arrogance of that is highly alarming. Um, but I think it's gonna. We're gonna find a way to make it work because it's Twitter, and yeah. he has to. Yeah, and I like. I like the. Yeah, I think you 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 hit on something when you were running through the things of like this idea of like, um, uh, he used the words freedom of speech, but not freedom of re reach. But yeah. he also said, "Oh no, because it'll be, it'll be the most most truthfully factual, but also um, freedom like absolute freedom of speech." It's like well. I hate to break it to you, but those two ideas are counterintuitive. Like that's not if everybody say is saying whatever the fuck they feel, this it cannot possibly be the most most truthfully factual because a lot of people are liars. And also, uh, Elon, uh, a lot of people are including you, are very stupid. So <laughs> and wrong and friend false information. Yeah. I just I genuinely for this is for the the people watching, yeah. Um, for the patrons, if you are listening right now, you're going to miss out on my facial expression. But I guarantee you in your head, you know what it is. Mm -hmm. I 
thinking about Elon taking out his phone Mm -hmm. and coming up with this rhyme that says freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. I genuinely, this is what he must have looked like. He Mm -hmm. said, new Twitter policy is freedom of speech, Mm -hmm. but not freedom of reach. Like he was probably fucking yoked, bro. Like he, he came up with this rhyme and thought, this is the smartest thing anybody's ever tweeted. Yeah. Lucky for me, speech and reach rhyme. Holy shit, that's my policy. We, we nailed it, everybody. Reach. We nailed it, everybody. Like, I, and, and you're yes. right, though. There is something. There is something objectively funny about this man that clearly values how people view him on Twitter more than however the 13 children he has however many children this man has, has sired and Are you talking about his children x colon y y z apostrophe nine all those all those fucking weirdos he saw i don't know that the kids are, i shouldn't say that i don't know that the kids are weirdos i know their dad is anyway how do you pronounce their names i'll never understand we'll never know but the fact that this that this it's not going to be his undoing that's me being too too hopeful but the fact that like this thing that he clearly loves more than anything is ruining him is fantastic. yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful it's hysterical one day ago i'm sorry one hour ago he tweeted what should twitter do next um survive yeah (laughs) i would love to see the replies to that um yeah well dj there are 143,000 replies yes and i'm picturing i genuinely think he's sitting on his phone going like this and that's so this is the thing, and I've talked about this on the show. You've heard me say this before, Roxy. This is why we need to make a – this is one of the reasons why we need a more equitable society because this is the richest man on the fucking planet, and clearly even he isn't happy or he wouldn't be doing this. So why are we giving – why are we letting all these people like Smaug and The Hobbit sit on these mount, this mound of wealth if it's not even bringing them ha- happiness, if they're not even happy, maybe spread it around a little bit so the rest of us, we, things can even out. Because clearly, you because I think you're right, Roxy, he's going through every one of those comments. Why? You're the Why? richest man on the planet. You didn't need to do this to yourself. Yeah, he's He is spending like four hours minimum a day looking at Twitter comments. This is the number one most liked response, just so you know what Twitter should do next, by Liz Wheeler. Um, who is the host of the Liz Wheeler show, and she has almost a million followers. This is what she said. Declare free speech the Twitter rule. So he kind of did. Stop censoring trans, COVID vax, election integrity. End, end shadow banning. Oh, my God. <laughs> Make tweet reach algorithms organic. Stop fact checking. Cool. (laughs) Restore accounts banned for hateful speech. Great. Expose government coercion to censor. Wait. Expose government coercion to censor. Government coercion to censor. I I think she's saying the government is coercion censors things and expose that. Okay. So she seems great. Um, cool. But that's um, the tweet that he's seeing because that's the most liked and and retweeted thing on what they should do next. Mm-hmm. And like, I really think these people are sitting there like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I, I have about four friends on the planet left 
who love Elon Musk, love him. I'm sorry. Have, I'm and sorry. they have unfollowed, one of them, literally this week, DJ, unfollowed every other account and just follows Elon. Why? <laughs> like there are people out there who are looking at him like Elon is saving the planet. Ugh. And it's like, oh my God, I liked it better when you were trying to deal with global warming by making money. Like, mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? Oh, oh. cool. Well, you know, let's see. We'll see how was long. Was that fun for you? Because it was fun for me, DJ. Yeah. So here we go. That's that's where we're at. Uh, uh, I've seen some people. I was, uh, I think it was, let me bring it up. I was literally just reading before this. Um, let me see if I can make sure I get the right person. I think it was Michael Harriet. Uh who yeah who was just i guess he's been talking to people on twitter and uh i did like his his last tweet on this thread i do recommend looking at this thread but um he says uh they all say that there's one these are the twitter employees he's talking to there's one thing that might save twitter quote there's a lot of uh, people trying to save this thing and they're all smarter than the one guy trying to kill it and um so, and again, it's weird for me to to be rooting for Twitter because there's a lot of uh, fascist bullshit on there. Twitter is rooting for Twitter is rooting for Elon right now. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. But but but, Roxy, as you pointed out, there is it, it's a great way to connect to our audience. It's a great way to connect to our friends. It's it, it does have a use. And if there's a way to emphasize the the useful aspects and downplay the things uh, that are bad the bad the bad misinformation stuff i'm all for it um we'll see what happens uh bring back myspace i guess let's this is a good time to go on an ad break and we'll is be it back for MySpace? <laughs> is it for myspace here we go myspace this is your this is your shot this episode is brought to you by shopify Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back, and Roxy, you had an opportunity while I was out of town uh, to go see the new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion, uh, Knives Out Mystery. Um, it is a Netflix exclusive. However, it is coming to theaters on the 23rd of November. Um, I will probably see it in theaters. Um and uh that's the right call yeah because yeah i kind of wish because i remember i remember uh uh i think the only other movie i felt this way about was the last Coen brothers movie the ballad of buster scruggs and i watched it on netflix i'm like that was amazing and then i found out 
after the fact that it had been in theaters. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I could have seen this in theaters. What? I never saw it. I never saw that it's, movie. Well, it's on Netflix. You can't. It's great. Okay. It's I love it. It's a it's an anthology. It's a Western anthology from the Coen Brothers. That's my fucking jam. Um, and well, I've. I'm not, in my opinion, Ryan Johnson is not even near where the Coen brothers are, in my estimation. The fact that I know this is in theaters ahead of time, it's like, why the fuck not? I'm going to go see it in theaters. You know what I mean? Like, totally. Um, a month ahead of time. Yeah. So easy, easy, easy peasy. Um, it, right now on Rotten Tomatoes, that has a 92%. Uh, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery brings back Benoit Blanc for another wildly entertaining mystery, rounded out by an outstanding ensemble cast. And that cast includes Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein, and a few other people that I saw on the IMDb, but I did not list here because I didn't know about it about them until I saw the IMDb, and I was like, oh, maybe this was a spoiler. Um, without spoiling any, anything, Roxy, thoughts on the new Glass Onion? So... Uh, the movie is so fucking awesome. It's insane. It's so good. Um, but I think that there's a couple cool things that are going on here. Number one, if you guys don't remember, Netflix acquired the rights to this new Knives Out franchise. Yeah. Like they are going all in on Knives Out. They spent $450 million oh. on Knives Out, Glass Onion, and another sequel. Okay. Um, possibly two others. Yeah. And watching this movie, so hearing that, I was like, what mm -hmm. watching this movie i was like oh, oh okay i i feel like this was the right call this is definitely the best netflix kind of think of all the netflix originals that i can think of right now it's the best yeah. netflix movie i've seen it is so good uh if you love knives out i can't picture anybody loving knives out and not liking this movie makes sense anybody if somebody says that they like Knives Out and didn't like this movie, I would be, I would have serious questions. Mm -hmm. It's excellent. It is another great cast, another great story. It could not be more fun. You're watching it just thinking to yourself the whole time, like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good cool. call. Like, just the whole time, just so wildly enjoyable. So it's coming out for Thanksgiving in theaters, and then it's coming out for Christmas on Netflix. Pick one of those two and definitely vibe with this because it's just excellent. I everybody is like, was it a easy murder to solve, difficult murder to solve, or or um mystery to solve? And my answer to that, without giving spoilers, would be it didn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was a great movie. Like no part of me was like, was that challenging or easy? The, the whole time, all I'm thinking is. Oh, I'm loving this. Oh <laughs> my God. I'm just loving this movie. I love the first one. I think the second one might be slightly better. Okay. It's as good as, if not slightly better. If you didn't like the first one, this probably isn't for you. Okay. It's it's in a very similar style. Um, Ryan Johnson wrote them both. Ryan Johnson directed them both. They both have major A-list celebrities, twists and turns, a little bit of goofy humor, and uh, just really, really so, so good. I loved it. They do some stuff with the current day and age, you know, 2022 20, yeah. um, life that I thought was really smart. 
like an onion, it's definitely layered. <laughs> if you just want to watch it for a fun time, you could. But if you're like, ooh, what is this actually saying about society? No. You can do that too, which is my favorite type of movie. And I don't know my favorite character in it because they were all so good cool. that afterwards I was like, ooh, my favorite character was blah, blah, blah. No, wait. My band did Oh, but what about? And it's just like, I, it was just excellent. And I cannot wait to see the next one. I think that this is like the big thing for Netflix. This is their thing. And well, I think that was this, a really smart choice. This makes more sense than blowing billions on the Gray Man franchise or whatever that was supposed to be uh and because I, I also like the idea that because this is basically ryan johnson the impression i got with knives out and the impression i get from the trailers of this this is his uh what if i made my own agatha christie style uh perot type like it's just benoit blanc shows up to solve a mystery and that's really the only connective tissue this guy shows up and here we go yeah this is exactly it and you just that's just so fun for an audience member like if you i i don't i really don't understand the kind of person who doesn't like this I, and it's good i don't know what you were expecting because it's like it's not uh, some people um i saw like one or two negative reviews said it wasn't scary enough oh, and weird. i was like uh i don't get what you were thinking yeah yeah <laughs> like it's, that, uh, it's also cool because we don't get it's a it's kind of a bummer that uh, this is going straight to Netflix because it does kind of further cement that like unless you're a big action blockbuster or a superhero movie, you're going to a streaming platform. But yes, because this movie is massive, DJ. Like uh, the fact that this is going to Netflix, I'm like, whoa, this movie is. I mean, some of the um, cameos that you just mentioned or yeah. people, there's like crazy athletes that pop into this movie. I mean, this movie was is like. It's, 10 years ago, this would be the massive blockbuster hit. Yeah. And it's just kind of, so it's, it's a catch to too. On the one hand, we don't get a lot of movies like this anymore. So I'm glad this exists. On the other yeah. hand, it does further cement. It's like, why, why don't, it's the same thing I, I saw. Obviously, there was a little bit of drama around uh, bros not making uh, a lot of money. And I, and I was seeing an article. It's like, yeah, but also, when was the last con time? Any com romantic comedy made a lot of money in theaters. Like they, they go to streaming now. Like Palm Springs went to streaming. Like all of them go to streaming. And was and so like, good. Yeah, it was great. And but it, it's it is kind of a bummer. It's like yeah, and and I guess maybe in in my brain that's the uh, a hierarchy of like theatrical versus streaming, and maybe that doesn't matter anymore. But I I do like going to see movies in theaters. Like I, you know what I mean. I like especially that type of movie, yeah. especially like when it is. Like the greatest thing, this so to tell you guys about my experience of viewing this movie, which was just simply perfection. Yeah. It was at the Academy Museum, Ooh. which has a massive theater inside that's beautiful. So picture just like red velvet everywhere, yeah. just classic red velvet. There was like dro just such loud laughter the entire time like joy in the audience just so much joy watching this movie mm -hmm. there was like just such a communal experience of people being like oh you know yeah. when like when some you see people watch a movie in a movie and you're like people don't really make those sounds those that's what was happening it was like no yeah. <gasps> you know like perfect energy going into it and and i was like 
this is a perfect movie to watch in theaters with people. I understand some people are unable to make it to the theater for specific health reasons or financial reasons or whatever it is. It's going to be great at home too. This movie is great. So it's going to be great wherever, but the fun that you can have in a theater with this movie is, is unlike uh, it's exactly what you're talking about DJ. It's like, this is the kind of movie that you want to see in a theater. I feel like, I feel like it's, um, you know, Black Adam, really sick visuals. So it's cool to see on a big screen. But like, I didn't need to be around a ton of people to watch that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and those are the kind of movies that are in theaters. Movies like this, it's like, whoa, come on. This is what I want to see with people. Yeah. And I guess that's the, I guess that's what it goes to is it's a sense of what studios are prioritizing. And I'd like just across you mean the money. Board, yeah. Well, yeah. But across the board, I'd like to see them prioritizing more diversity. Like just, and not, you know, obviously uh, when it comes to people in front of and behind the camera, but also in the types of stories, we just used to make a bu- bunch of different movies. And now it's like, here's the two. Uh, and then everything else goes to streaming. And it's like, I'm glad we're still getting that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it makes me feel like y'all aren't prioritizing it, and that bums me out. Maybe you don't need to spend a billion dollars on a movie and have it have to make a billion dollars. Maybe you could spend oh less. Oh my god, <laughs> DJ I saw this week that Black Adam is possibly not even going to be in the green because it, even if it makes four hundred million dollars, it's it will just recoup, you which is like too much money. You're spending too much money. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I'm like, you could, Black Adam could make $400 million, which is so much money for a movie to make, and it might not make a dime. Yeah, that's stupid. We're doing like, we're doing things wrong. We're doing everything when, wrong. Like, all, all you needed to do was have The Rock. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just pay for him. Nothing else mattered. Yeah. He's going to make the same amount. Yeah. Dumb, 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 dumb. He's going to advertise for you guys every day. That man's an advertising machine. Him and Ryan Reynolds, man. You got them. You don't need to pay advertising. That's not necessarily true, but uh, they do a good (laughs) job at it. They do a good job at it. Better than most. Okay. Cool. Very excited to check it out. Very much looking forward to it. Um, Something, speaking of streaming, uh, in the merits of streaming, uh, just this week, we got the uh, second to last episode of this season of Andor, the daughter of Ferex, a, fut- a fugitive once more. Cassian must make his next move before it is too late. And I was able to watch the finale. Um, and so when we, we didn't do last week. So basically, in my brain, I have three episodes. The uh, prison break from, what was it, Narcana 5? Was that the name of the prison? Um, and That was sick. It was so fucking cool. So cool. Um, and then this week's episode, Narkina 5. I was close. Um, Where are you? Uh, I, I, yeah, I think I was. And then this episode, and then I've seen the finale, which I can't say anything about other than it was fantastic, and I did cry. Um, you cried? I, 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 I have never been emotionally... Uh, moved by any any Star Wars, and that's just a me thing. That's not me making a statement about Star Wars. I just don't ever in life. No, no, I just never. It's the Star Wars stuff. I've enjoy. Like I enjoy the original trilogy, but I ne- it never gripped. I liked it conceptually more than I liked any individual movie. I think I responded more as a kid. They were doing a lot of novels, like there was a Jedi Academy book, all that stuff that is now Legends and doesn't count. I liked that stuff more. I liked the concept of Star Wars more than any individual thing until Andor. Andor is is right where I'm at now, is very much speaking to me. I found the finale incredibly impactful. But um, speaking of this week's episode, 
a couple things that stood out to me. One, those two little goober aliens that help Andor and his buddy that escaped from the prison. Awesome. Love them. Did need to turn on subtitles to know what the fuck they were saying, but but, but uh, they were great. Uh, I wish, if one note for Andor, do wish we had more aliens and droids because that's a fun Star totally. Wars thing. And every time that's they- exactly what- I said DJ. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm on the right path. Yeah, and every time they do do it, it's great. Every every uh, it's awesome. Love that the meeting between um, for me, Roxy, on this show. I'm interested in your thoughts. For me, it it's like a neck and neck race between Andor and Luthen, played by Stellan Skarsgård, or who is the baddest motherfucker on the show. Stone Skarsgård gets the best monologues. Like the monologue in the Narkina 5 episode where he's like, I've made my, my mind a sunless place. Fucking God damn it. He's so good. But the stuff that Diego Luna can do with just his face, like he doesn't get a lot of lines, but just his, him and or such an observant character um, and the way he executes that and, and his proficiency. I love when like in this episode, when they find he see they find the ship the alien ship and the other guy's like can you fight he's like i don't know man like i don't but but it's it could be within his realm of capability you know what i mean like he might be able to figure it out um they're just cool they're just cool characters and that the luthan ship and his escape from the tractor beam that giant star destroyer tractor beam thing so cool it's so cool Mm -hmm. ah Roxy, I know you've been more. Not, I, I don't think "mix" is the right word, but you've been less enthralled with the show as other yes, people. Yes, yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, I thought that I loved last week. Yeah. The them all jumping into the water. I was like, oh my god, yeah. this is just unbelievable. And then shocking. when a- Andy Circus is like, I can't swim. You're like, God damn it. Damn. <laughs> And, but like the smile that he has when he says it, yeah. you know, kind of like it's on me. Like yeah. I can't. Um, although I would just do it. Oh, and I think he did. And I think um, um, Tony Gilroy was like, when somebody's like, somebody was like, "Oh, he's dead, right?" He's like, no, "We do not know. I'm not. We. It, it could. Yeah, it could yeah. go either way." No, and, I'm not saying that they didn't. I'm just saying if you're him oh, and you yeah. can't swim, you jump anyway. Yeah, you go anyway. And Andor, they they were smart to even have Andor has a line right before that where he's like, "Even if we don't make it out of here, this in and of itself means something." And it's like right. that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then this episode was again a fine one for me. Yeah, it was. Um, all of the Cassian stuff I loved in this episode. Yeah. The Mon Mothma stuff I don't give a flying fuck about. Oh, and and that's been the whole time, which yeah. is such a bummer because it's such a huge chunk of the movie. Mm-hmm. The um Aria uh Adria Arjona, yeah. the um Bix, Bix, Bix. Yeah. I care about. So mm-hmm. and that was crazy. They really fucked her up. Oh yeah, she's not doing so good. <laughs> I was like Disney, mm-hmm. you guys didn't just pretend that she was like, you didn't do a full face of makeup and then like put a piece of hair out of yeah. place. Y'all fucked her up. Yeah, she's not looking I was like, good. Is that her? Oh my God. Yeah. Good job. Um, so I love that part of the story. The uh, And then the final moments of the episode, I was like, oh, I'm really interested in what happens next week. Yeah. So, yeah, I liked it. Um but I, I think this entire series is going to hinge on what happens next week for me. Okay. 
Well, for me, but again, I have loved every episode of this show, uh, and, and I and I like the Mon Mothma stuff. I like all the intrigue. I like the way I like the way the show positions characters into not necessarily no win situations, but like um, no good options situations. Um, I love the way they've positioned Luthen Stone Scarzard's character as somebody that is because he has that speech. Uh, about all the things he's had to do, but it's not one of those. I think it'd be easy to be like, oh, there's no good people on either side. It's like, well, that's not true. This guy is better than the emperor. He's just having to make bad. He's just having to do bad shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's, it's, it's a, it's a tricky distinction, but it's a clear distinction. And I think that's even clearer in the finale. Um, uh, the finale finds a way to bring everybody back together in a, in a really, in, in a really cool way. Um, I think some of it is a little like, I don't know if that entirely tracks, but it's cool that we're all here. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I think it ends on a really cool note and there's a really profound moment, um, that I'm excited to talk with more people about. And I will say in the season finale, there is a post credit scene, um, that is not necessarily vital, uh, but it, but it does provide an interesting key piece of information from, uh, early in the show that that I think is kind of a perfectly executed for the show. God, I love it. I love every Does aspect of it. The finale answer the question on if this show is going to continue or not. Um, we know it's going to get a second season. Um, okay. But my understanding, my understanding from the jump is that it was pla- always planned as two seasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that and that's that. I will say, just like um, John Favreau and Dave Filoni have gotten their own little pocket. On Disney Plus, but with like Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, I wouldn't mind it if Tony Gilroy got his own little pocket with similarly toned. Like, you want to do a prequel with Luthen to explain how the fuck he got where he is? Totally down. Gimme, gimme. If I were any cast member on the the new movies, uh, uh, if I was John Boyega um, or Oscar Isaac, whatever, I would have my agent calling up Tony Gilroy, like, "Hey, man, can we do it?" Can we? Can you do my character? Can we? Can we? Can we pull this out of uh, of where we're at? Um, so, I, so does the finale then give you an idea of what we're gonna do season two? Kind of. Okay. Kind of. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we got a question here um, in the Discord from Mike Joyce. Um, for Andor, do you think B2 EMO, the little red droid, will sacrifice himself for Andor next week? Do you think there will be any big cameos in the finale? I know the answer to both those questions. I will say, one, that little robot, I love him so much. That was the only souvenir I got from Disney World. They they sell the droid at the droid factory in Galaxy's Edge, and I bought that shit. Um, and um, B2 EMO is great. And he's utilized in a really cool way in the finale. I'm going to say that. And I will say, if you, this is not the show for big Luke, deep fake Luke Skywalker is not going to show up on this show. Um, so I think the way they utilize continuity is perfect for the show. Uh, so like mentioning the emperor and stuff like that and not doing more than that. And I would leave your expectations there as far as big cameos go. Although again, post credit scene does connect events in this show to the larger events of what's going on at this time so don't skip the credits Um, also don't skip these ads because that's how we make money another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are back. And I wanted to talk about while I was out of town, um, the Atlanta finale dropped. Roxy, thoughts on season four, episode 10 of Atlanta. It was all a dream. I I took a little bit of heat on the internet for this one because I had said that this was seemingly to me and based on what the creators talked about, just another episode. Yeah. And I thought it was a good episode. And I was happy to have at least part of our core four together for a chunk of it. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a good episode. If I hadn't known it was the finale, I would have had no idea it was the finale. Yeah. And it was good. Uh, and that they said as much, the writer's room said, like, we didn't, we were like, how do we end this? How do we end this? How do we end this? And then finally, this was just like an episode. And we were like, oh, maybe we just end it with an episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is what it seemed like they did. Yeah. Which is fine by me. I really would love to see this show come back in seven years. Yeah, I would like, hmm, what would I like? I feel like and i hinted at this when we had a conversation about previous stuff i like this episode like you roxy i kind of wish this was kind of a great example of what i've been missing the past two seasons which is our characters and like the the story and our characters um uh, i think these past two seasons leaned heavily into the more anthology aspect of the show and while that is it gave us good episodes and was interesting in some ways it felt like watching one of the biggest artists in the world student films like uh and i think the in my opinion the show would have benefited from being more cohesive the kind of the 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 deep emotional attachment i feel from watching long-running shows is i i like it's like I like Atlanta from a distance. I can't I can't connect with it in the same way because of the nature of the show. Um, yeah. And if they and I think the for me, I think the best balance season between the experimental stuff and actually doing a show is season two. Um, and yeah, looking at. I- having two good seasons of show and having two okay seasons of a show make me feel like the show is had great moments, but is overall just okay to me. I hear you. I think that, uh, I think that our options for season three and four Mm -hmm. were having no show or having the show that we got. I think you're right. And if that is the case, then I will take the show that we got 10 out of 10 times Mm -hmm. because there were such, uh, great episodes in there and such poignant moments. And there was still so much that I was like, wow, fucking brilliant. But I, I wish that our options were what we got or what I wanted, which again, in life, you don't always get what you want, but was a show with Brian Tyree Henry, Lakeith Stanfield, Zazie Beats, and Donald Glover together. Yeah. Every episode doing their thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And 
when we got glimpses of that, you know, there was like the stuff with uh, in last season, the stuff with the um, her being accused, Zazie being accused of stealing and mm-hmm. her and Donald like possibly getting back together. But then there was, I even remember when we were reviewing the show, you were like, oh my God, is she with Lakeith now? Like what's, <laughs> what's happening here? And then there was still a lot of great episodes too about, um, about Paperboy's performances and like the, all the blackface stuff in yeah. Germany or where I uh, forget Amsterdam. Where, Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. And then this season, even the one-off ones that we did, like the goofy <laughs> uh, movie episodes, things like that, where I'm just like, Oh my God, this is hysterical. But I just, I genuinely miss that season two energy of having our core four and having the stories be about them. Yeah. And this, the show no longer was about that. The whole last season didn't even take place in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, the previous season, I mean. Yeah. And the show now was kind of about telling the stories of different people. And that was, they were interesting for sure, but it wasn't uh, what I was hoping for. And and that's okay. Yeah. And I still think the show is fucking great, but I, I do want it to come back in like seven years five years, whatever. They're all so fucking famous still. And like, where are they? I just mm-hmm. think there's another season here. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I, uh, and just to sum it up, I did like this episode and I do think it connects in an interesting way just because it is the finale of the implication of like how much of what we've seen of the past four seasons is quote unquote real. Um, yeah. uh, especially this season, the season seemed like when, um, Earn is like climbing through tunnels at checkers restaurants to find you know what i mean like uh all that stuff it, it uh some of it veered even more into abstraction i'll be interested to um i think last year i revisited the first two seasons i'll be interested to see with some distance from my expectations revisiting it um mm-hmm. and seeing how how i feel about everything because again like episode to episode there will be episodes that i really love uh i was just for me, I don't know. Is a is it a looking at it as a whole if it holds together as much as I would like? But again, I might feel different in the future. Um, I think this is this the only episode with Lakeith in it in season four. No, because oh, uh, the first episode. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but that I was it that, with the girl in the wheelchair. Yeah, but that was it, right? It was just the first and the last episode. No, I think he made a couple other appearances. Let me look. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, as you look at that, but it was way more focused on Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, and and I I think it's the I best. Love. I think it's the best. Yeah. Earn stuff in the entire show. I think this is the most we've gotten out of Earn's character. Obviously, the whole show is Donald Glover's vision, but I think this is the most we've gotten out of Earn's character almost in the entire show, uh, with him going to therapy and him 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 choosing to stay with Van and all that stuff. Um, Let's see. It says that he. So Donald Glover is um, 38 episodes, Brian Tyree Henry, 37, Lakeith Stanfield, 35, Van, 30. Yeah. That's interesting. So it says in season four, it says that he was in 10 episodes. Wow, he got credit for 10. He's definitely not in 10 episodes. He got paid for 10 episodes. Um. Um, so he was in the most. He was definitely in the most Atlanta, which is the one with the Verizon store and that whole situation. Yeah, he was in Streets on Lock, which 
I'm trying to remember. That's the one when they're, uh, yeah, he is in that one actually. Yeah. So he's in one and two. Go for broke. I can do this on my own time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we could, yeah, we could circle back to that before uh, we wrap up today. Uh, we got the premiere for Mythic Quest season three. The first episode is across the universe. Um, Ian and Poppy pitch their new game. Wilds, Wilds. That's in the summary. Weird. David is left in charge of Mythic Quest. Joe assembles the gang for CW Celebration. We also got partners in crushing it. The only one I watched was Across the Universe because that's what i thought we had and i didn't have time to watch the rest before the show uh first episode was great roxy what are you thinking of the season so far i've seen the first two so they're kind of blending together a little bit but i liked both of them so i'm so stoked that this is back this is the kind of show i need on right now mm-hmm. yeah especially because a lot of the comedy we've talked about this before a lot of the comedies we watch are basically just 20 minute dramas like it's not uh like especially like at the end of season three of rami uh, it's very good, but it's not like fun. <laughs> yes. I'm liking watching the dynamic between Poppy and what is Rob McElhernie's character's name? Ian? Yeah. Is that right? Is it Ian? The two of them, I think, have a great dynamic. A yeah. Hysterical, hysterical dynamic. So loving that we're focusing on that this season. And uh, yeah, it's just funny. The show's funny. It is Ian. I nailed it. And I, I also wow. got to uh, uh, do a shout out to uh, David Hornsby, who plays David. Um, he's cricket, and it's always sunny. He's uh, so good. So, so good. fucking funny. I thought. I thought actually, um, the season three premiere might be one of the sh- not necessarily my favorite, but one of the sharpest episodes of the show. Um, just everything was. It's. It's. You know, we're at the point where like they know what the show is now. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Do do you know we've talked about this, but do since we last talked about it, have you found out why they wrote F. Marie Abraham out of the show? <laughs> no. It's probably not good, right? It's probably considering watching that episode the way they did it, I'm like, oh, this is probably it's not this is this isn't something that he was busy on White Lotus. There there was a they he is out of the show. <laughs> Could it have been because of a conflict with White Lotus? You don't think so? I feel like there might have been a way for him to be out of town if it was a conflict with White Lotus, especially since we know that show it would only be for one season. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he just thought that was big. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll never. We will never know. There, we'll, That's not true. I think we probably. will never know, yeah. Roxy. Okay, we real quick. Uh, oh, we do have a question. Uh, from Leonard Kim in the Discord. Um, how do you think the competition between Mythic Quest and Grim Pop will play out? Initially, I thought a merger made sense, but that essentially brings them back to where they were seasons one and two. Maybe one has a, quote, hostile takeover of the other. A third party buys both of them out. Intrigued nonetheless. Where do you think that rivalry's going, Roxy? I think those are good uh, options that you laid out. Mm-hmm. and. And frankly, about this show, you know, it's not like Succession or Yellowstone where I even theorize like that about this show. I kind of just watch it (laughs) because it does. I don't really care if they merge or if they're bought out. I care about the comedy aspects of it. So it's like, well, it's a great question and interesting to think about. I, I think any of the options are fine. Yeah. All of the above. Last thing. Roxy, you watched a ton of stuff. We're going to have to catch up on some of it. But oh I did want to know. DJ. I, I was a hero this week. You were. You were. Uh, I want to know about Blockbuster. This Netflix, this Blockbuster. This is the Netflix show, Blockbuster, right? Yeah. Which is, we. It, 
Netflix, you killed Blockbuster. This isn't this isn't right. <laughs> I'm recommending this show to anybody who's already watched all the other comedies they want to watch. Cool. <laughs> I think season two is going to be good. It's just not that funny. Mm-hmm. There's good premises. And just the premise of the show is good. And then within it, there's good premises. I love Randall Park. Yeah. Uh, and I like a lot of the people on this show. The writing needs some work. They need a joke, uh, somebody to punch up their jokes. Gotcha. So if you can just watch this and kind of like, it's not anywhere close to as bad as season one of Parks and Rec. Okay. But if you can kind of like Parks and Rec season one this to be like, okay, I like the characters. And I think that season two is going to get better then I think this is for you. Gotcha. I, I binged the whole thing very quickly. It was definitely good enough. People are really not liking this. Oh, wow. And and I get it. Gotcha. But I like it. I also want to shout out to Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. She is great as well. She's great on it, too. They're very endearing characters. Um, well, I am going to be honest. I uh, probably won't check that out. Um, I give my... Only for the Leonard Kims of the world and the Mies of the world who are watching... Everything. Everything. That just is worth your time. Yeah. Um, and I do need to, just real quick, I, as somebody who's got into the Yellowstone universe through like 1883, loved it, started watching Yellowstone. It's taking a back burner right now because there's a lot of other TV. I am excited to check out Tulsa King. Uh, I don't love that Sylvester Stallone's using all his press to dunk on Creed 3, but, uh, but, um, I, is it, yeah, but I get it. It's such a bummer what's happened to him, but it's, uh, Tulsa King is fucking great. Oh, cool, cool, the cool. First, the first episode was great. I thought that they were going to do one thing with it that I was kind of ner- nervous about, and then I watched it. I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. The first 20 minutes of it, I was like, am I going to like this? Mm. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, oh, I really like that. Uh, he's unbelievable in the show. Cool, cool, he's, cool. He is awful. Mm. Like, bad dude. Yeah. And I was not expecting that. Cool. I like those kind of shows. Uh, I will check that out. Um, and th- we had the Handman's Tale season finale. Is it? Oh my God, DJ! Is it the series finale? Or well, how no, much more of the show we get? One more. Season. Okay. Cool. 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 The season finale. I love this season. I love this show. I thought that this finale was like. <gasps> And it's hard to do on a show that's this many seasons in mm-hmm. with the most shocking stuff. I'm just like, whoa, I can't believe. And I like where we're going for the final season. We take a journey at the end of this um, in this season finale where I'm like, oh, I know what we're doing in the final season. I just don't know what it looks like. Cool. But like I get what they're setting up. Oh, gosh, I'm so in on this show. People fell off of it. They said that it burnt out. I don't agree. Cool, 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 cool. Well, that's but then again, I still watch Grey's Anatomy and The Walking Dead. So, so see, they, they, take it take it for what it is. Uh, Glenn Caesar uh, saying I watched Andor, Abbott Elementary, uh, wrestling, uh, NFL, NBA, thirty for thirty, Yankees and Dodgers, an uncivil war. Uh, Abbott Elementary was hysterical this week. I'm not entirely. Ca- we are catching up. We, we just watched the Halloween episode, which was great. A new guy is playing God God of War Ragnarok and Pokemon Violet. 
um haven't watched uh like like anything uh i'm gonna check out both of those games a new guy i'll let you know what i think uh leonard kim again watching everything blockbuster manifest I, god my wife is watching manifest it looks awful sorry everybody it looks not People good love it People love that <laughs> it show, looks it looks watch. very not good uh anyway acapulco warrior nun titans i need to catch up on that sex lives of college girls weird that but that is a show that has that title <laughs> um yeah, this is good i like it yeah um uh he's loving mythic quest mike joyce abbott elementary and or sports batman the animated series batman Mas- oh batman master fantastic he says rip kevin conroy god damn it on my birthday of all days god fucking damn it broke my heart when Fuck. i saw that on your birthday i was just like no, murder god fuck and then the the day after when my wife and i were flying uh on our honeymoon is the day robin williams passed fuck Ooh. man anyway um uh, on my birthday cory monteith died and i was like the biggest diehard glee fan yeah and i remember just being like well the day is fucked yeah like jeez man fuck man um and leonard kim correctly helps us out it's not ian it's ian which yes oh there we go yep, that sounds yep, right that's I kept thinking, it. Like, ian doesn't sound right yeah man. yep 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 all right uh roxy where sh- what should the kids be looking out for we just dropped our 2023 World Girls calendar, which yeah. is, the theme of it is magazine covers. We are so fucking stoked on it. It has taken us over a thousand hours. Remember, we are a three-person company, so that means anything you see, we designed. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of the photo, any Photoshop, any ideas, any of the dates, any of the implement, whatever it is, however it gets to your door. We are signed, sealed, delivered. Like mm-hmm. it's all us. So we so appreciate your guys' support. You can purchase one at theworldgirls.com. Cool. You just go to our website, theworldgirls.com, then you can get this calendar. And it is definitely, it's so cool that it's our third annual one because you can look back and see the other two. It is super duper by far and away the best one we've done yet. Very and cool. Check yeah. that out. Links in the links in the description. If you like this, this is the type of show we do over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. So be sure to check that out. If you want to check these out early, if you want to watch them live, if you want to check out Spider-Verse and our other shows, um, or I got it working on a couple new ones. So stay tuned for that. You can find me everywhere that matters at DJ Talks Trash. You can find the show at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter for as long as it exists. We ain't got the vows from stupid for as long as we can. For as long as it exists. And we'll see you all next time. 